Welcome to A Beggar Who Found Bread. I'm Brad Alexander, your host and resident beggar who found bread. And I'm just trying to tell you where I found it. This episode, Tightrope. Big shout out to the legendary, late, great guitar virtuoso Stevie Ray Vaughan. Tightrope, of course, one of his mainstream hits. And yes, I was fortunate enough to see this guy just a few months before his tragic death. And dude could make a guitar cry. Oh my goodness. Fantastic blues man. Just a great talent. And the only guitarist bold enough to cover some of Hendrix's toughest songs. So shout out to SRV. And also Tightrope is the title of a Clint Eastwood movie from the 80s where he plays a tough guy cop whose name is not Dirty Harry Callahan. Yeah, it's like West Block or something like that. Anyway, it's not even one of his best movies, but I think one thing we can all agree on, any other Eastwood movie beats blood work. That's all I'm going to say on that, okay? Just, yeah. Yeah, don't even try to change my mind on that one. At any rate, not really what this podcast is about. Walking a tightrope is all about balance. Two points I want to make in this episode pertaining to walking a tightrope and trying to keep balance. The first is regarding the tightrope of legalism that happens oftentimes in the church where you have born-again believers who act like they're walking a tightrope of obedience and one misstep will plummet them into Gehenna, hell. Like God went to the unfathomable lengths of offering his own son, Messiah, Jesus, as a sacrifice to save humanity, and someone puts his or her faith and trust in him, saved by grace, surrendered to his lordship, and one miscue causes that person to lose his or her salvation. That's not how God works. The scriptures say his mercy endures forever. His grace is sufficient. Yes, when we declare Jesus as Lord of our lives, receiving God's gift of grace, we are to study and learn how we should live as followers of Messiah and obey what we learn and understand. When we sin, we have an advocate, Yeshua, Jesus, the righteous. What we as children of God should not and cannot do, is live a lifestyle of sin, open disobedience to God's word. We cannot live it as a lifestyle. To knowingly recognize a behavior as sin, a transgression of the law, and to say, too bad, I'm doing it anyway. It's my life. Pass. No, If you've given your life to the Lord, it's not yours anymore. You are not your own. You were bought with a price, the precious blood of the Messiah. So it's not your life to live how you want. You are his, and if his, live how he has commanded. And do so in the freedom and liberty of his love mercy, grace, and forgiveness. Again, when we sin, if we confess our sin, 
which is to repent, having a mind to turn away from the sinful behavior and return to Shuva to living for him, the living God. If we confess, he is faithful and just to forgive us all unrighteousness. God doesn't want us living in open disobedience to his word. But he also does not want us walking on a tightrope of obedience, fearful to move, just vapor-locked, terrified of making a mistake, thinking he's wanting to drop the hammer on us. I hope this makes sense. Salvation is by God's grace through faith, not of works, so no man can boast. It's through Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah. Obedience is our response to God's grace. I hope that makes sense. I hope that is clear. Cause and effect. God's salvation is the cause. And the effect is our obedience. It's our response to his love and amazing grace poured out through Messiah Jesus. To my second point on a tightrope and keeping balance. My pastor just taught a message on discipleship, Christian disciplines. Now he broke down some numbers. The average Christian spends between three and four hours a day watching TV or surfing the web. Three to four hours a day. Those same Christians spend one to two minutes in prayer, one to two minutes reading the Bible, and when church attendance is averaged out over a week, it equals six minutes per day. It comes out to a ratio of 34 to 1, time spent in front of a screen versus intentional time with God. And I don't think that accounts for video games and other not-so-great ways to spend your time. Now, we may look at these numbers and say, well, okay, well, I'm better than that. I mean, I spent twice that time in prayer. It was like four minutes, almost five minutes yesterday. That's not the point. That's not the point at all. It's not about comparing yourself to it, spending more than two minutes in prayer and reading God's Word, and, well, I, well, I, I don't think I watch three to four hours of TV. No, that's, yeah, so, so I'm good. That isn't the point in this, okay? <laughs> this is not about comparisons. The big issue is we try to strike a balance. Well, if I do this, this, and this for God, then I earn this much me time. And what I am coming to realize is that's not how it's supposed to work. We treat our faith, our relationship with God, like it's some kind of a diet plan. Like if I do enough of these certain things on the diet, then I get cheat days where I can do what I want, whether it's sin or not. I can just have me time and do what I want and ignore him. And you know, as long as I do stuff in moderation... I mean, it's okay. You know, it's, it, it might be bad for me, but I don't do a lot of it. I only, only do it occasionally, right? When did we start telling ourselves these lies? 
Because we do. We treat it like a diet plan. Think of it this way, okay? Screen time is gummy bears. And reading and prayer is broccoli. Yeah, make it a whole vegetable platter if you'd like, okay? So we think if we start transitioning and, you know, okay, I'm going to eat more vegetables. I'm eating more vegetables. I'm eating more vegetables. But you know what? I've I've eaten a lot of vegetables today. I think I've earned some gummy bears. Well, the gummy bears aren't good for you, period. They have zero nutritional value and there's nothing good about them for you. There is only bad about them for you. Everything from bad for your teeth to the processed sugar that's within them, nothing good, okay? Nothing good about it. And we, we want to trade, the, we, we want to have this trade-off where it's like, well, but I've done this and this and this, so I've earned it. I've earned that for myself. You've earned what? You've earned the ability to consume something that's horrible for you. That does nothing to actually help you. That's what we're, we do. And we try and do that with our faith. We do it with diets as well. And it's just, I'm sorry, it's stupid, It doesn't make sense. We're telling ourselves these lies and it's like, I want to reward myself with something that's just really terrible for me. That's how I'm going to reward myself today. I'm going to treat myself like a garbage dump. That's what we want to do to reward ourselves. We have to stop. No cheat days, no moderation. We've been telling ourselves these lies. If something is not good for you, it's not good, period. End of discussion. It doesn't mean it's not good for me, but a little bit in moderation won't hurt. How have we sold ourselves on this nonsense? I've been working with men and women struggling with heroin addiction lately. And that's the mindset that almost every one of them started with. A little bit won't hurt. It's moderation. Yeah, I know it's bad for me, but it's just a little bit. It's just a small amount. And then it snowballs out of nowhere. And I know right now some of you are thinking, come on, bro, you're comparing gummy bears to heroin? All I want is a Krispy Kreme donut for crying out loud. There's kind of a big difference. The number one item, which certainly Americans are addicted to, is processed sugar. Yeah, the number one. That's what we're addicted to first is sugar. Even Eric Clapton, speaking of guitar virtuosos, amazing, talented musician, right? And notorious drug addict. He was asked when it started, what was that first drug that really propelled you to this addictive lifestyle? And he said, I remember I was five years old and I ate some sugar and it changed the way I felt. I felt different. I felt better, and I liked it. That's when my addictive behavior began. Yeah. Now listen, that's not really what this podcast is about. It's not about dieting. But anyway, and we're not talking really so much about addiction here. (laughs) But to the point, I'm getting there. Followers of Messiah trying to strike a balance with how we spend our time, the average ratio, again, is 34 to 1. Time in front of a screen versus intentional time with God. The more I read and the more I study, I'm just continuing to realize 
even a one-to-one ratio is wrong. Well, I spent two hours with God today, so now I've earned two hours of TV time. That's good. No, it's not. If we are, in fact, declaring we are His, then all we have is His, including our time. The ratio should be infinity to zero. Time with God versus me time. It's all His. We're supposed to lose our lives for Messiah's sake. Lose it in Him. Take up our cross and follow Him. Forsaking all others. Dying to ourselves. Dying to ourselves. But I need some me time. No. I'm dead to me. I'm dead to me time. Hands to the plow. No turning back. We've been taught or we have convinced ourselves that if we give a portion to God, well, the rest we get to do whatever we want with it. And we've been taught this vicious, vicious lie that somehow what we have here on earth God wants us to have the best of everything here on the earth. No, listen, the world's best and God's best, not even in the same plane, okay? They're not, they're nowhere in comparison. God's best has nothing to do with this world's best. Jesus gave his entire life for us that we could be reconciled to the living God. And so in return, we surrender him a portion of our lives? Does that make sense? I don't think it does. Striking a balance and doing other things in moderation, I mean, it seems reasonable, right? Well, I'm giving this up. I mean, (laughs) I do give up that hour and a half on weekends for crying out loud. (laughs) Sometimes I got a TiVo football games. Stop. Is TiVo even a thing anymore? I don't know. Yeah, it's reasonable, right? It's comfortable. Well, Well, I can do this. I give up this. Yeah, I think that's reasonable. There's nothing, zero, Think about this. With human reason, there is nothing reasonable or comfortable about what God did for us through Messiah Yeshua. In our relationship with him, he tells us we will be uncomfortable. There will be suffering. There will be trials, tribulation, persecution. Knowing the lengths to which the almighty God Adonai Elohim went What request could he make of us that we deem unreasonable? Riddle me that. I am incredibly restless right now because I believe God is revealing things to me about me that I need to change for his sake. And I honestly don't think it's just me. But you know what? Even if it is, so be it. I just, I think we've, I've got to dump me time and make it all about he time. And listen, if you're worried, no, this doesn't mean now all you can watch is left behind movies and other films featuring Kirk Cameron. Okay. Just relax. But what you'll see is that screen 
needs to needs to vaporize. And you're going to see the more we dig into God and his word, our taste will change. We will not be satisfied by these things. It's like when you eat healthy, you eat more and more healthy. And then maybe you do say, oh, I think I'll try a little bit of dessert. And you have that cake or you grab a few of those gummy bears. They don't taste the same anymore because it doesn't taste like real food because it's not real food. And the same is true of what we try to fill ourselves in this world and what God has for us. The more we consume God's word, the more we partake of the bread of life, Messiah Yeshua, the less anything else tastes good. See how your taste changes when you put yourself on a steady diet of the word of God, the bread of life. I thank you for your time. I appreciate it. I am simply a beggar who found bread. And I'm trying to tell other beggars where I found it. The bread of life, Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus the Christ. I appreciate your time. And I know, even though it's really not your time, I appreciate you spending some with me. Now, let's go out and give them heaven.